All right. So welcome to episode three of the podcast. Um, today is going to be the last episode of sort of uh, outlining the project, you know, what to expect. And then starting next week um, in the next episode, we're actually going to get into the details and actually start to learn what the process is and to actually dive into it. Um, so this week, just want to talk a little bit more about some expectations going forward and some goals of the process. So the goal of the first section of this practice process is to use analytical tools from music theory and oral skills courses to internalize a piece and develop interpretive decisions about a work before touching the instrument. By the time this section is completed, students should have a strong grasp of the piece simply by having spent so much time looking at the score and doing analysis. The performer will also have some idea after section one of this process of how the music will sound and have some interpretive ideas in mind so that they are not starting from scratch when the physical practice takes place. The early and middle stages of this process give students ways to aid memory such as harmonic analysis, phrase analysis, or rhythm analysis give the practicer ways to internalize the piece beyond repetitive physical or muscle memory of the fingers, and that relies on more than the proprioceptive memory and visual recollection of the movement of the hands and fingers. For a teacher, the early stages of this process try to break analysis into small individual chunks the student and teacher can work on together. For the teacher, I'm trying to develop a way of thinking one of the problems teachers face is how to get the student to hear the music and their playing in the same way and with the same maturity and attention to detail as the teacher. This process attempts to solve this problem by breaking down phrases into smaller units that can be focused on individually. For example, let's say a teacher is teaching a student to phrase a passage of two-voice counterpoint. The teacher and student can record the session on an electronic device and the teacher can show the student how to phrase the first contrapuntal line, and then how to phrase the second line. Once the student can play each line of the music individually on their own with correct phrasing and fingering, the student can begin working on putting the two lines together. The goal of the second section of the process is to create fingerings in the left and right hand before trying to play the piece. The goal of this stage is to create fingerings that lead to the expressive choices from the first section of the process. This should be done without the guitar, primarily through visualizing all the possible fingerings while looking at the score. This part of the process also allows a performer to see in the mind what will be done physically so that when they sit down to play a phrase for the first time, they have already played it in their mind and are less likely to make mistakes. This idea has been expressed in several methods and from several teachers, including methods from uh, Amelia Pujol and Aaron Shear. The time spent visualizing the interpretive decisions, rhythms, sounds, and physical motions a performer will make through analysis, singing, visualization, and fingering, sections one and two of this process, create a rough draft of the piece in the mind so that by the time the performer begins physically practicing the piece, they have already ran through the motions in the mind and heard a rough draft of the music with their voice through visualization tools. If you practice without any preconceived interpretive decisions, you are learning the note locations but not practicing the phrasing. 
The physical actions of hitting the notes are not the same as the motions used to play the notes with phrasing and articulation. So you are working harder by starting with the notes and then relearning it later when you add phrasing. By the time sections one and two are completed, the performer should already have spent so much time looking at the score, hearing the melody through singing or playing on another instrument or some of the other techniques presented later on in this method, or visualizing the physical motions that they will have a strong idea of what their physical practicing will look like, what problems need to be solved, and what spots are most difficult, and what the music will sound like. This pre-work will cause learning and memorization to come more quickly. Remember, part of the benefit of analysis is to see the physical actions that you need to do in your mind. If the notes in the score are outlining the standard fingering for an open A minor chord, or if a passage is a scale you've practiced many times, your hands should form those patterns quicker and memorization should come faster because you already know the content. That is a significant point of practicing exercises like scales or transposition of chords or chord progressions. Like memorizing a telephone number in chunks, such as 800-765-432 versus a full number, like 800-765-432, this way of thinking or chunking the music allows you to learn and memorize the piece using larger units of information by grouping smaller ones and also by relying on information you already know. The ultimate goal of this process is to memorize the music. Because guitar music is difficult to sight read, we should see memorization as the ultimate goal of any practice regimen for classical guitar, and for much of the jazz repertoire as well, as the score is just a reminder of content you've already learned and at least partially memorized, although sight reading is a very valuable and possible skill. Much of guitar music, however, is too difficult to sight read or even be reminded of by the score, so memorization is thus unavoidable in a lot of cases. Finally, the last note I want to make <laughs> is to always have a pencil on hand and an eraser because one thing you want to be able to do as you work through this process is to be able to mark the score so that you don't have to remember things later on. That's the end of episode three. Again, starting next week, um, now that we sort of outlined what to expect in the last three episodes, we're going to dive into the first stage of the practice process. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good day and a good week.